many of you know I'm already going to start crying like a baby because I normally do to start out with, so that's just normal. Yeah, that's it, that's it. Uh, but today, um, Gene asked me to preach a while back, some things come up. Uh, my father got down with some sickness, wasn't able to preach at that time. But God has a plan in that. During that time, Gene and Josh were doing some uh, preaching and teaching on you know, a spiritual checkup. You know, that's, to me, that's basically preparation. And with preparation comes expectation. God gave me that word a while back. And as God normally does, He kind of gives me a word, and I kind of got to pray and seek and go with the flow as God had me do. But if I had to title this message, it'd be, Excuse me, are you expecting? What's the first thing you think of when you hear that phrase? Pregnancy. Okay, I'm not going to have a pregnancy type of message here or nothing like that. But, you know, when, when you're expecting a baby, you know, any of us that's had youngins, you know, you don't, two months in, you realize, hey, we're pregnant, we're going to have a baby, we'll just hang out for seven more months, when the baby gets here, we'll get everything we need, right? No. It's not how it works. You prepare. You go and get diapers, you go and get things, you go and get everything you need. When the baby gets here, you're ready. So you're expecting on that baby to come, right? It's not a surprise to most of everybody that's ever had a baby, I believe. There is some exceptions, I guess. But what is expectation? Expectation is a strong belief that something will happen or will in the future. A belief that someone will or should achieve something. The word expect, to look forward to. So I believe there's two kinds of expectation. You ready for this? I'm going to blow your mind. You either are or you ain't. Everybody get that? That's the best thing I got all day. Two kinds of expectation. You either are or you ain't. I, to me, there's no in, in the middle there. Uh, so, just like Noah, when God told him to build an ark, I'm sure he was thinking, what in the world? But Noah done what God asked him to do. He started building or expecting the rain to come. Just like the woman with the issue of blood. She expected to be healed if only she could touch the hem of his garment. Just like David. He expected God to go before him in the battle of Goliath. Everybody was on the other side of the expecting scale with that. They're saying he's too big. We can't kill him. But with God, David was saying, he's too big. I can't miss. <laughs> so, but there are two stories I want to share with you and focus on today. Um, the first one is from Acts 3, verse 1 through 9. A story of a man at the gate called Beautiful. I know this is a lot of reading. I'm a big guy. I'll probably take a lot of breaths. Just stick with me. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. Now a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. 
When Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I have I give you, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles become strong. He jumped to his feet and began walking. When he went with them to the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God, when all the people saw him walking and praising God. <clears throat> so here we see this man. And I was researching everything, and to me this man has no name. Uh, so here's this man at a gate called Beautiful that's been lame. He's been crippled from birth. Some say that this man was somewhere around 40 years old, give or take a little bit. Every day he was carried to the gate of the temple. He wasn't in one of these little hover-rounds we got today, you know, which are nice for people. He was carried every day to the gate of the temple and asking for alms. In other words, he was begging for money. So I would say after 40 years, it's become a pretty normal routine for this man. I would even say that he was expecting the usual outcome, to get a few bucks, and to go home. But the Bible says that he focused on Peter and John walking to the temple. He's seen something in them. He then asked them for some money. But Peter said, look at us. And he did, expecting the usual of them to hand him a couple dollar bills, a couple coins, whatever it was back in that time. Expecting the usual but in exchange, got healed and made whole in the name of Jesus. Immediately, his feet and ankle bones received strength. So I'm thinking about this story, and that, you know, a lot of paraphrasing there, but I think at times us Christians are kind of like this man at the gate. We expect the same thing every Sunday at church. We come in, we shake a few hands, we hug a few necks. We sing three or four songs. The preacher's going to have a three-point sermon, which you're not getting today. And it's a fat, bald guy doing it. So, see, anyway. Then we have an altar call or an invitation, and we go home. We miss when the preacher is actually speaking to us through the Holy Spirit because we aren't expecting a move of God. We aren't expecting anything other than the normal. Just like this man. He was going down to the gate called Beautiful expecting to grab a couple dollars and go home. He wasn't expecting to get healed by these two men. So we're going to go into the next story, which is from Mark 10 46 through 52. The story is talking about blind Bartimaeus. Then they came to Jericho, as Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, with his son of Titus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. They told him to shut up. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said and called him. So they called the blind man. Hey, cheer up. Get on your feet. He's calling you. 
Throwing his cloak aside, his garment aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. And you see, Jesus said, Go. Your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received sight and followed Jesus along the road. So we read about Barnabas sitting here at the roadside when he heard that it was Jesus coming by. With bold faith and, I believe, expectancy, he yells to Jesus. <coughs> Not just, hey, son of David, have mercy on me. No, there was an expectancy coming out of his voice, coming out of his belly. Jesus! You know, we have to have that expectancy in our, in our mind and on our lips at all times. So he hollered again with, the, I believe, even more faith and expectancy. Son of David, have mercy on me! So Jesus stopped in his tracks and called him over. And he threw off his cloak or his garment. And Jesus asked, what can I do for you? Barnabas said, I want to see. Jesus said, faith has made you whole. We often overlook that part where Barnabas took his garment off. The significance of that garment. During those times, beggars were issued government clothing, signifying they were really disabled. It labeled them for all to know and recognize their need. So here's this guy that's got this cloak or garment on that all the other disabled or beggars or whatever wears. It says it's a government issued clothing. Sorry, lost the spot. Anyway, for all of them to recognize, what Barnabas was saying when he threw off his garment was, I know I can't see yet. I know I'm not healed yet. Expectancy. Yet. But if Jesus is anywhere in my vicinity, I'm casting this away. I know that, not that any longer. Finally, expecting that I will never go back to that life of begging again. Jesus is going to give me a miracle today. That was what he was expecting. He sought after that. He was expecting that. Expecting having a power of expectation. There's an old saying that prayer is the key. But faith unlocks the door. However, expectation is what drives you to walk through that door. Why? Because we're expecting to receive something on the other side. And like normal, I'm always pretty short to the point and sweet. So we're going to beat everybody to the buffet today. Isaac was short and sweet. I like to be short and sweet. Andy, if you don't mind coming, I'm about done. So you got 20 minutes to say whatever you want to say. <laughs> but like I said, prayer is the key, but faith unlocks the door. However, expectation is what drives you to walk through that door. Because I'm expecting to receive something going through that door. And what's on the other side? Since you don't have to deceive to believe, get on your tiptoes with expectation. When I think of getting on your tiptoes, it means that you're reaching for something. That you're looking for something. 
you know, you're searching for something. What if we had the mindset every Sunday, or let's even go to a little bit more, every Saturday night praying for expectation for Sunday service. What if we praised an expectation? What if we sought, or what if we seek an expectation? What if we go and visit an expectation? What if we pray in expectation? How many of us know of somebody in your family or friends that might have cancer? You know, that's, that's a good part of the room. Did any of you expect to get a phone call today that their cancer is healed? Did any of you expect to be down in a paycheck but getting a check in the mail. You know, I think we have to get in that expectation phase of things of where we're seeking an expectation. We're praising an expectation. We're praying an expectation. So who are you going to be like today? Are you going to be like the man at the gate called Beautiful? Sitting and waiting and expecting the same old, same old? Now, don't get me wrong. Jesus still done his thing and he still got healed. But he wasn't expecting that that day. He was expecting the same old, same old that day. Or are you going to be like Barnabas? Having a bold faith and expecting a change even before you can see it. It's time to get on your tiptoes and expectation. It's time to start searching and looking and reaching an expectation. You know, we got this beautiful church we're building up on top of the hill. And I'm excited. I have the spirit of expectation of what's going to go on in that place. I mean, yes, it's, it's just, a, as Gene says, it's a starting point. But I'm excited. I got that expectation that, you know, it's just going to blow up. It's just going to explode. It's going to just become miraculous things. But that's my question for you today. Which one of these two stories are going to be like? Are you going to come into Sunday service expecting the same old thing? Or are you going to come into Sunday service expecting God to show up and show out and do what God does? And that's actually my altar call for today. Because who do you want to be like? Do you want to be like the, the man at the gate called Beautiful? Just sitting there and just waiting for 40 years just to come and go as, as he always did? Or are you going to be like blind Bartimaeus and throw off that garment? Even before Jesus healed him, he said, I'm no longer that person. I know, I have expectancy that God is going to do what I know he can do. So if that's you today, or if you'd like for us to pray with you, just have that spirit of expectancy inside you. We'd love to pray with you.